I'm Darren Garrahy and you're listening to The Laughs of Your Life, the podcast where I talk to influential people about laughter. From their first memories of laughter to no laughing matter moments to feeling laughed at. I was like, miss, um, what's, a, what's an orgasm? <laughs> <laughs> and then she was like, what, Andrew? I was like, no, the organ, na- organ, the organ. Was like, and I was like, then everyone is laughing and I'm going redder and redder. And I'm like, lads, will you shut up? Will you shut up? Like getting really thick. And she goes, how dare you? I was like, no, no, it's the organ. And she goes, organism, or- organism, whatever. I can't even say it now, organism. right? And then I was like, yeah, yeah. So she started going into that. So everyone was cheering, cheering. But the usual thing, you can't have, you can't stop there. So I said, but miss, also, what is an orgasm? And it- Actor and Hell Week finalist, Ryan Andrews, is my guest this week. He talks to me about being part of the furniture in the Olympia Theatre, planning a wedding with his teenage sweetheart, and how Hell Week, for him, wasn't all that hellish. From big laughs to big wins, this season of the Laughs of Your Life podcast is brought to you by TK Maxx. Get on board with Christmas wins so big at TK Maxx, you won't be able to keep them to yourself. And now for my chat with Ryan. I hope you enjoy. Ryan Andrews, you are extremely welcome to the Laughs of Your Life podcast. Darren, thank you so much for having me on. I'm actually laughing already. It's a, it's a great feeling. It's a great vibe. I'm here. <laughs> I'm delighted to have you. Now, we're in our new studio. Usually, uh, we're over on Dame Street. We've we've just moved around the corner. Mm-hmm. So, delighted to have you as the first guest in this studio. Shane, aren't it's, we delighted? It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Just for me, just uh, for you. my just demands. For you. Yeah, yeah, I was on his rider. Yeah. I want a brand new studio. Um, Ryan, you're fresh off winning. Yes. Well, can we say winning? It's called completed completion, and I, that's the one thing that I'm like, I wanted to win this, and like, no, no, it's not, it's not about winning. It's about completing. I'm like, oh no, on my CV, Ryan Andrews, completer of Hell Week, but uh, yeah, so really intense, really, really intense. And Wednesday's episode, obviously, the the final was tough even watching it back like genuinely it like went on for 10 hours i was talking to the director and i actually genuinely thought it was like three hours it was six in the morning till like it was horrible and actually from that was the toughest part of my life of the show all the challenges were the the, the good parts jumping out of helicopters burning buildings like that's the stuff that i'm like oh i love this even the hike with a broken rib i was going like i love hiking i love walking i'll get through it but that was torture. Like it was the silence music on your ears. You know, we were in stress positions for two hours. They were like, I was physically beaten. Like I was physically beaten, right? And there was actually a point, right? Where I got stood on the ribs, right? And I had a broken rib. So I start going, ah, ah, and then I put my hand up to go, okay, I'm done. Like this is not like illegal, like this is illegal, right? So please, please stop, please stop. And he opens up, he goes, what are you gonna do about it? I was like, nothing yes. I went back in and then it was another two hours of it. But it's always what I say is when you go through stuff like that, the deeper, the darker you go, the better the outcome is because you realize you got through it and that's that's what I did, yeah. So I just can't like the broken rib thing for me was like how in the name of God, yeah. and then the fact that there's no overall winner. It's like yeah. you're like I could have fuck. I should have <laughs> left when I broke. Uh, it would have been so much easier. The, <laughs> and actually, even with the broken rib, I tell you, I didn't realize I had it because I said to the on Wednesday show, I went to the doctor. I was like, do I actually have a broken rib? Yeah. And he punched me in the rib because that's how broken it is. So then it's that thing of like when you have something in your head that you want to do and you want to achieve, I was honestly 
not going to leave that because I got that far and yeah. I said if I didn't leave that it's not what I went there for are you, you know? like are you like that with everything everything yeah. and, but that's hard it's yeah. very hard because when you get to that point of if you don't get it where do you stand yeah but since the show I've actually never said this since the show it's probably the most um kind of relaxed in myself I've ever been really Re- yeah so like I'd always be looking for oh what's next what's yeah. next and since the show the massive weight off my shoulders the second I completed it I don't know why I don't know what it is but it felt like yeah I don't need to prove anything to yeah. anyone just about myself that's great yeah <laughs> I had to go through broken ribs and hikes and burning buildings and torture now you're like yeah. pina coladas yeah. chilling <laughs> no no hassle lads <laughs> so I can't believe it took hell week for that to happen but it wow. did but it was a it was a great show and very very proud to be part of it like I'm sure we'll come back to us later oh, on absolutely, in the chat yeah. so let's start with our first question Ryan Andrews your first memory of laughter so I was looking at the questions coming in, um, I should have said last night, (laughs) (laughs) in the car, in the car park, um, (laughs) and it's amazing, simple questions like that, they really get you thinking, Mm. and it's like, you're going, oh my God, what is, what is, when did I laugh, when did I laugh first, so it's kind of like therapy here, like, you know, (laughs) it was actually the one memory that just jumped straight into my mind, I, my very first professional performance was... That sounded very... No. <laughs> my true. very first professional performance. Well, you've been doing it uh, for so long. I was 10 years of age. Yeah. And I was singing in the rain in the Olympia Theatre. And I, I was brought up on musicals. Now, my mama, that no one in my family are involved. My dad has two left feet inside. We can't sing. Like, But he sat me down and watched Singing in the Rain with me. And I was like, oh, I, I like that. Like, Gene Kelly and Donald O'Connor. I was like, I kind of want to do something like that. Then an audition for Singing in the Rain came in. I went for it. I played the young Gene Kelly, Don Lockwood. And it was only the really small bit at the start. And then there was this song called Make Them Laugh. Make them laugh. Make them laugh. <laughs> All you got, you know. And make them raw, make them. So oh. that, Donald O'Connor, right? So Cosmo Brown was the character. And I sat in the wings. So like I literally went on opening night. And then I sat in the wings. And I watched that every single night. And I was like, do you know when you hear the moments? That's when I knew. Yeah. That was it. And the audience, 1,238 people in the Olympia, roaring with laughter, screaming. And I'm there as like a 10-year-old, and I had a chair backstage, and I still do it to this day. When I'm at the Olympia, I don't go backstage. I sit in the wings. Watch everything. Watching everything. Yeah. It's, a, it's amazing the habits that you get when you're a kid. Yeah. You continue them on. So that thing of like, what do I want to do? And when Make Them Laugh was on, I said, you know what? You can have all the things. Singing in the rain with the rain on the stage. No one really cared. People wanted to be entertained and laughed. And yeah, that was my first memory of like, I want this. And my first memory of me actually laughing, you know, like the stories of like going down to Wexford and like, well, we had a CD player and it broke, right? And all the only thing was the greatest hits of Bagatelle (laughs) on the whole way down, but only four songs would play. Summer in Dublin, Violin. Not bad songs. Not bad songs, (laughs) but not when you're five years old and everyone's singing S Club 7 and you're going, I remember that summer in Dublin, right? But that was the singing in the rain thing, I think, for me, was like that moment of like, I want this for the rest of my life. You literally grew up in the Olympia. Yeah, yeah. It was, and still, like, so I'm 18 years in the Olympia now. And 17, this is my 17th consecutive panto. But like, singing in the rain was the summer beforehand. And literally from that moment, they were like, there's open auditions for the panto. And I was like, yes, give me that. And then from then in, you're hooked. And it's like, you want more and yeah. you want to keep going. And then I've been there 70, I think this just can't get rid of me. <laughs> like, that's what it's not actually because I'm talented. Yeah, it's no. more like, oh, he's part of the no. furniture now. At this they stage. don't want like, to get rid of you, right? That's it. Yeah. The, 
the feeling of live performance. Mm. There's absolutely nothing like it. Yeah. Like, you know, like, that's, um, it's the last. And I really, I really mm. miss it. Because I, because mm. I did Billy Barry. And, uh, no yeah. And I, I, did, I was in the Gaiety three times. I was never good enough for the toy show, Ryan. Oh, okay. Unfortunately. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a it's, tender it's a, subject for it's me. It's a tender subject for a lot of people, you know. And the one thing you get asked is, like, you work in order. Can you get me tickets to the toy show? You're like, oh, hold on a second, Ryan, like, you know. Uh, but I, I did the Gaiety, like, three times. I was, like, the, in the back row. And but even still, like there is nothing like the yeah. excitement of and just seeing faces in the audience and seeing them smiling, whatever bit laughing, but even smiling and being happy to be there. And I really miss that. I feel like I should go back to do something. How old were you? I would have been maybe like eight, nine, ten. Wow. Yeah. Cool. I actually I, I met your man before. Well I met your man a few times. Yeah. It was a house party in your house. <laughs> Randomly. Listen to this. I'm only thinking about this now. I have a mad memory, right? <laughs> Avian, obviously, with Fair City. Yeah. There was, like, a house party. There was a few of us from Fair City there. But your mom came in, and this is years and years and years. This now, like... I'm scared. Where's no, this going? It's good. It's good, right? <laughs> but she came in, but you weren't there, whatever. And then she was talking about you. Talking all about you. Oh, Dirton's great. Oh, Dirton. she's great. Oh, Dirton. Oh, Dirton. She's fabulous. Oh, she's a great actress. Great actress. And she was talking all about how good you were. And, oh, she's hilarious. She's hilarious. And then Avian was jumping on that. So they knew, obviously, back then... That, that's obviously what you were always meant to do. Like. Yeah, I think so. It kind of took me a few years to really actually believe that I could do it. And it was it was funny because I, I did acting in, well, I did drama in college. And uh, I kind of auditioned away for like a year after college. And then I just lost my confidence completely. But it's so easy to lose it. Happened to me. Yeah. Happened to me. Did it, yeah. yeah. Like when you're younger, I was like, I was f- fearless. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. Like there's a point, I think there's a question later on that, kind of comes around with that there was a point where I was fearless like I walked into every room I was I wanted the jobs I wanted to get it and the older I got people say oh the older you get the the more you don't care it was the opposite for me really yeah like the older I got the more it meant because when you're younger like I left school when I was 15 during my junior cert I was filming the clinic Yes. And all I wanted was like to be on set Amy Huberman all them I was like I was doing that for three years that's what I wanted I didn't care but the older you get, the more you go, this job means more to me because if I get this, that's X amount and that's because I can work with that director and then you don't want to mess up yeah. and when you go in, you're not yourself. Yeah. You're trying to be someone that you're not. So that was, that was for a while. Like, and even with Fair City, I was trying to do things, be real serious. Yeah. And I'm like, no. Like, so, you know, like, yeah. it, it comes and goes comes in and different goes. waves. And Great I feel time. like I kind of got back to where I was. Good. And that was, I think that was... Before Dancing with the Stars, I think, or something around that time, yeah. that I was like, do you know what? Shake it off. It's harder to be someone else. Exactly. Be yourself. I've yeah. heard Ryan Tubbity talk about that before, because obviously he's so open to, to criticism with oh, yeah. the radio show and with the Late Late. And he was like, like, it's so important to be yourself, because if you aren't yourself and, the, and people don't like you, who's winning? No one's yeah. winning, because you haven't been yourself. In the, whereas if you're fully yourself and people don't like you, what can you say? Like, yeah. all, you've done all you can do. Yeah. You've been you. It is hard though. It's so but hard. I remember with, before Dance with the Stars, that's what I, I was nervous about because before that, no one really knew me. Like, do you mean, they, they knew your man Characters from Fair City. Yeah, your man yeah. from Fair City, the fella from the chap from the panto. Like, that's what it was. And I was like, look, fine, isn't it? Yeah. But Dance with the Stars was like, okay, Ryan Andrews. And then I was like, oh no, what if Pete, you know, like. I know, it's so scary. You're so exposed. So exposed. Yeah. But then you kind of go, it doesn't really matter what people think. No. Once you're happy and comfortable and confident in yourself, 
your mom and dad like you, maybe. Yeah. Like, you know, like <laughs> at, a, at a push, then it doesn't really matter yeah. where it goes from there. But like, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, going back to that, it's always the first memory, yeah. the stage. Good. And it continues on, you know, so it's... Well, the first time you felt laughed at, Ron Andrews, when was that? The first time I felt laughed at. So there was... So in school, so primary school, I was... I was good. I was really good. I was like pupil of the year. I loved school. I went, I was in there first. I absolutely loved it. Secondary school was a completely different, like I hated secondary school Christ. and not the usual, like I hate school, like kind of cool vibes. Yeah, no, it actually, <laughs> I hated school. Like, and the teachers as well. It was the way of, for me, it was the way of learning, right? Sometimes people learn differently. Mm. People have different strengths. People have different weaknesses. Like I wasn't a good reader. Right. right, and I learned creatively, like by watching stuff visually, and that's what, that's just the way I am as yeah. well. And I remember in secondary school, you were just a number. They didn't know who you were. I was called Andrew for the first six months because my name was back to front. <laughs> like, so I was like, Andrew, come here over. I'm like me, and they're like, yeah, stop be giving cheek. I'm like, no, Andrew. Like, you know, so it was horrible. Like, I was like, no, I'm Ryan. I'm a you. Like, don't be giving cheek. Yeah, it's like, such a typical. It's so unfair. Like, I I was like. Like I re- like in secondary school, I was in second year. I was in detention every single week. I was on a report card in all in school. Like my behaviour from the teachers, like it was that bad. But I wasn't doing nothing wrong. I was just ah, you must have been doing something. Oh, here's me man now. Like you know, you're here doing something. <laughs> and but I remember there was one time it was first year, and I said, "John, when they used to get you to read in school, right? Go around the class, <sighs> yeah, fear. Right? Yeah, I sweat dripping the back. Like I've only read one book." The Giggler Treatment by Roddy Doyle. <laughs> like, literally, that's it's like... A great book. It's a great book, and it's still on my shelf, because every time I feel a bit... I'll give you the Giggler Treatment another go, but uh, <laughs> Audible has actually saved my life. Yeah. I listen to Audible all the time. But anyways, the, it was going around the class, and I'm reading ahead going, where's it going to be? Okay, they're going to get to that point. Gonna, and then the, the teacher was like, Miss McCluskey, I think it was, she said, if anyone has doesn't know a word or whatever, put your hand up. It was in science. So then I was going around and I'm like literally shit myself and I was like, okay, it's building up, building up. I was like, miss, um, what's a, what's an orgasm? <laughs> <laughs> and then she was like, what, Andrew? I was like, no, the organ, organ, the organ. Was like, and I was like, then everyone is laughing and I'm going redder and redder. And I'm like, lads, will you shut up? Will you shut up? Like getting really thick. And she goes, how dare you? I was like, no, no, it's the organ. And she goes, organism, or- organism, whatever. I can't even say it now, <laughs> right? And then I was like, yeah, yeah. So she started going into that. So everyone was cheering, cheering. But the usual thing, you can't have, you can't stop there. So I said, but miss, also, what is an orgasm? And uh, <laughs> detention, Andrew, detention. And then everyone was like, yeah, cheering, cheering. I was like, thanks, lads, thanks, lads. Detention for a month. But uh, that, I was like, it's the most typical thing of like, you're, I'm in it now. There's no backing yeah, out yeah, now, yeah. like, you know. Yeah. But... It was that fear of just working up, and that was the one time where I was like, proper, like being laughed, you know, like yeah, in, a, yeah, yeah. in a joking way. But there was another time as well that I co wrote the Olympia Panto. Yes. For the last five years. And it was the very first time, like, there was pressure to write a panto, then there was pressure to write the opening monologue, and then there was pressure to write the opening joke. Yeah. Because you're going, like, I'm not, like, I'm not a comedian, I'm not necessarily funny, but I know what works. Yeah. More importantly, I know what doesn't work for Panto. Mm-hmm. I know that. So I was like, guys, I can, I can do this. Like, you know, and then the pressure. So I remember there was a joke. It was like, it was Jack and the Beanstalk. It was something stupid. Like, I got my name, Jack, because of my mom's favorite things. Copperface Jacks, Jack Daniels. And it was something like Jack the Ripper. And it was a fart. Something so simple <laughs> and stupid. Thank yeah. you for laughing. Uh, there was the one person in the audience. <laughs> but like, that was, 
like that was my thing of like they're laughing so you know it was a really really big moment of yeah. going I can do this going forward and it's been kind of five years since then brilliant so yeah that's uh, Jack the Ripper there you go. <laughs> that's a good one yeah I like it might put it back in <laughs> <laughs> okay Ryan the moment when if you didn't laugh you'd cry um so <laughs> I have I have a nice one let's hear it I've, uh so basically we <laughs> let's hear it uh we were myself and Michaela were down in Wicklow and we got a text and the text came in and it said you have been approved for your house the mortgage amazing um, Sorry, I thought you were going to say you have COVID. I don't know why uh, that. I don't, I, don't know why, I don't know why my mind went there. That text that we've all COVID. been dreading the past while. Anyway, yes. You're a close contact. Oh no, yeah, <laughs> yeah like yeah, ball yeah. of my eyes out crying. And this moment was like, I felt like a kid. I felt like a kid when a kid is like laughing so much that they're like they're, re- they're balling eyes out crying. So I was there going. <laughs> and Michaela, because I don't get emotional, Michaela's like. Are you crying? I'm like, no. <laughs> and I was in, like, convulsions, laughing hysterical, but also bawling my eyes out at the same time. And it's still to this day, it's never happened. The thing of, like, <laughs> we got there. It was the weirdest experience <laughs> of my fucking life. But, like, that was just so much emotion built yeah. into it. We've been, go- we've been talking about it for so long, and it happened. And it was that thing of, like, you know, I didn't, I did, it was also going, I don't want, to come across it means so much. It should do to Michaela. Yeah. But it was that thing of like, ah, sure, it's, it's grand. You know, it yeah. doesn't mean that. And I literally, <laughs> like, I honestly, it's, it's still that moment of like getting that text. I still have it saved on my phone. Oh. And I look at it every, you know, like yeah. every so often. Yeah. I look back on it and then I always think of that moment. And we still laugh about it going, like just <sighs> laughing, going, ha, 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 to cover the crying, you know. But it's the amount of like work and life and time that mm. goes into receiving that text so that's it yeah like that is uh, literally on the on hell week there was a, we were talking all about our achievements so like it wasn't shown on it and that literally word for word what you just said they were like what's the biggest achievement at this point and i said the house and they're like okay move i said no no it's like it's not the keys it's the working since 10 years of age working four or five jobs at a time it's yeah. working like there was a day like I got up in the morning at like five o'clock, filmed the Fair City, six o'clock, say to seven, whatever it was, ran back, rehearsed panto from 10 till t- two. At two o'clock, I went down the, the Liffey Trust, did an hour of Dance with the Stars, came back to panto. On the way to teaching stage kids, Michaela and myself have like a performing arts yeah. school. I done another hour with Julia. Then I went to state. So like, there's been days, like, look, yeah. like yourself, do you mean there's been days where... Not that intense. Well, no, my one day in four years. I no, use I mean, it. No, I mean, I, I'm joking. I use my one busy day. The rest is like one. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, I've never had a day like that in my life, but it was the one day that I've done yeah. five things in one day. But yeah. you know the thing of like, you go sometimes, why am I doing it? Yeah. What's the point? What's the effort? And that text is why. That text is why. And even like, say like today, like you're in a new studio. It's not simple doing a podcast. Like, I mean, it's not straightforward. Like there's a lot of work that goes in someone's recording here, oh, we can't do there, you're moving around. Like, it takes effort and time. Yeah. And then, like, I, I, did a, I had a podcast, right? I'm not here to plug it. I'm joking. Go but on, right? No, no, it was with Mary Kennedy. My last one was with it, and that's why I stopped doing it. Why? Right? Why? Because it was the worst... No, no, not because of Mary. I love Mary. <laughs> Jesus, because <laughs> of Mary. Explain yourself. The worst mind. guest ever. Um, <laughs> I, I was doing it myself, right? And then the one time where I was recording... 
basically Mary was, was there and I said, look, we're about to go in. I'm about to go inside and the thing had a big blackout. Oh, Everything God. blue and the whole no. thing. So I'm going, okay, yeah, look, oh, Mary, hold on. As the lights are like, some, I think there was a fire in the place. I'm like, look, we'll wait, we'll wait an hour, we'll grab a coffee. So then that didn't happen. We rescheduled, went in, did the talk. Mary Kennedy is literally... Icon. Oh, God, like she, yeah. she should be the president of Ireland. I absolutely love everything about her. And we did a whole talk. I was like, oh my God, this is like so good. And I went and the software never recorded. No, Ryan. No, that's act- that's peak fear. Yeah, I'm still not over it, to be honest. I love that you're like, you know. <laughs> Shane's like, call me. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it's the awkward moment of going, oh my God. She goes like, is that okay? Yeah, I'm just uh, listening for a playback here. <laughs> and then like nothing is coming. And then a little bit of like. No. And then it was like an hour and ten, whatever. And then she like, Mary, the lady she is, we could do it. it we could do oh, No, no, it's fine. It was she fine. She didn't. Oh, she was like, I'll do it again. Legends. I was like, no, 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 it's fine. Because no, you couldn't do it again, you yeah. know. So that was the moment where so I was what like. what did you say to her? I was like, um, look, Mary, thanks very much. It was lovely meeting you. It was lovely knowing you. I'll never <laughs> speak to you again. And um, I wish you all the best. Show, nothing to show for it. Nothing to show for it. Like, and, and like everyone's like, oh, when's Mary's thing coming out? I'm like, it's a touchy subject. I've never talked about it because I'm actually sweating here. Oh, um, oh, but there's no. another one, right? There's another story. <laughs> That if I didn't laugh, yeah, it's my most embarrassing story. Yes, go right. for it. And I've never talked about this. Go on. It was in RTE, and I actually felt I was never going to like be able to walk through the doors of RTE again. Go right? on. So on a, on our break, in like I'd normally when I was a kid, I used to always go to the director's booths and the cameras. I used to just love, and I still do it. On my break, I just walk to the main studio. I see what's going on, what's happening, and there was one day. Uh, I was walking the back of the main studio and then there was a group, like there was a group of like I'd say 30, 40 people. They're all from, there was a, a show years ago, Glore or Act or something, the oh. dancers, or do you know what I mean? It was like something that the kids okay. would come up and do, or broom dancing and all. No, them oh, type yeah. of shows like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Um, the good quality <laughs> shows. Yeah. And so they were all there and then they were kind of started looking. And so I was like, okay, like, no, the usual, there's your man. Yeah, you know? of course, yeah. And you can kind of see, okay, this is going to happen. Yeah. And then they're like, there's your man there's your man so I'm kind of walking and I was like how you doing guys and they're like oh my god that's Ryan that's Ryan it is it is it is him it is him so I'm like how are you is, is okay and like ask him for a f- like talking really loud in front of you so yeah. like ask him for a photo I was like guys yeah no like if you yeah, just want a photo come on line up or whatever oh my god it's Ryan we're getting a photo I'm like yeah where he is Ryan Turberty standing behind me <laughs> like standing behind me and I'm there going hey yeah if you just want to line up single file uh, yeah selfies and they all just walk by me like a stampede and Ryan is there and I just go oh my god and I'm all the door I didn't have my fob key so all the doors were locked so I couldn't get out and I'm standing there and literally I swear to god I laugh about that like to myself have you never told anyone I've never told anyone because I'm like so it's like one of those stories you have that you've never told anyone and every now and then you remember it and you go oh that was it and it was on the way in something happened I was like and I said I have to say it because it was but it was the the build up it was the main corridor it's 40 40 yards whatever and I'm walking and I'm slower the shoulders are going the step and I'm like they're all looking and they're all waving I'm waving but come back and all and then literally they're like it's Ryan I'm like it's me it's me and literally Turberty Ryan Turbody was standing behind me and I was like, 
the most awkward moment <laughs> of my so life. Good. And then having no fob to get no out. No fob to get out, and I had to walk by them back. So yeah, that's a uh, that's great. Ryan, you've given us you've given us three. If oh. I didn't laugh, I'd cry. Oh well, fantastic. Okay, <laughs> how long do you have? <laughs> okay, Ryan Andrews. Yes. A little bit more serious note. Okay. Your no laughing matter moment in life. Right. So I have talked about this before, and I'll pr- look skip on the next 10 minutes if you don't want to hear but my dad yes so my dad had COVID at the start of the year yeah um, and it was it was actually mad because on Hell Week that's what Hell Week did to me like genuinely it opened me up in so many different ways the basically I had an emotional breakdown on Hell Week and the DS has brought me in and I bawled my eyes are crying like I like bawled I've never experienced before where the tears were running and my eyes, like you could see in the interview, just got puffier and puffier and puffier. And there was a moment, so I was doing, like I'll get back to my dad, but it was just at that moment, because yeah. it's, it's, it's a really big moment for me that like, I was doing really well physically, even with a broken rib, I was doing well mentally, spiritually meaning like visualization, I was doing, I was, I was there. But the emotion side got me, because I talked beforehand, there was, I had to be put um, a lung capacity on my ribs to see if I was able to still breathe basically. And there was a ventilator there in the room. But I've never seen what a ventilator was. I don't know what a ventilator looks like. Mm. And I was like, what's that? Like, and he was like, that's a ventilator. This was before, the, this is all behind the scenes. Like, and I, like, they're still on you, you know? Like, there's still pressure there. And next one, I was like, oh my God. And I was like, he was like, do you know what that does like? And I was like, yeah, not, not really, but kind of. And I didn't, I said, look, I'll, I'm not gonna, yeah. I'm gonna hold on because yeah. if I break. And I went into that room and that bag, they tied that tight. They tied that tight, right? And I was there going, please, please, please. I was panicking and then they put down and I was being strong and I said, you know what? It's not worth it. Like I wear my heart on my sleeve. Like mm. I, I, if I'm good, I'm good. If I'm not. And then I went and I opened up about it and it was the best thing yeah. I've ever done because like in fairness, it went on for eleven minutes. The one point that the S would hear, AJ and your grand, come on, come on, just, just, shh, you're, you're all right, like you know. Because I, w- I went, I was nearly talking about my dog when I was, my dog, dog and I was, I was just opening up. But um, so that's why, in a way, I end up getting and completing the course. Yeah. Because when you get to your lowest point, your breaking point in life, whatever that point may be, the only way is up. So, I was tortured for ten hours, and I said to myself, it's not as bad as I was in that room. It's not as bad as me opening up about my dad dying. Like, it's not. Yeah. So I'm like, I can do this for another 10 hours. So it's amazing. Like, that's what I, I took from it, that yeah. for people to really open up. Yeah. Whatever that experience is. But like, so basically my dad had COVID. Um, and So it was a mass, it was a release. Oh, it was a release that I didn't know I had. Like, I didn't know I... So in a way, did you feel on top of the world after it? On top of the world. Yeah. I came back and everyone was like, are you all right? I'm like, I'm great. Like, puffy eye, you know... And I couldn't explain it. And it was like a... Like, if you see me talking about the hike, I'm buzzing. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm buzzing about it because I'm like... Yeah, there was a release of, like... I was being so positive and then my dad took an amazing recovery. Like, incredible recovery, right? So I'm like, it's all positive. But then it was that thing of, like, I didn't talk about this for the last six months. Yeah. Really talk about it. And really talk how it affected me. And it was only until the bag went over my head that that was, like... Like, that's... That was... Like t- basically, I said, felt like my dad lying in yeah. in hospital, yeah. you know, and like my dad like was, 
like he was bad. Like you know, he was. So he, it was the start of this year. Yeah, literally the start. Of, it was in January or end of January around the time. Like I'm really bad with dates, right? Okay. A really bad. Yeah. Like I'm not like these people who go, oh, I did my junior cert in 2000. Yeah. Like I have no idea. Yeah. Right? I don't even know what the date is today, but it was January and it was a routine thing. Mm. He came home and all of a sudden then was in bed for like two weeks. And I, I had a house, so I was like, I was isolated in my house. And I kept ringing on. My, like, I talked to my dad four or five times a day. Ring him all the time. We're literally best mates. And he wasn't answering my calls. So I was like, okay, look, there's something. Yeah. There's something now. So he went to, like, long story, he went to the hospital. He collapsed. Like, with he'd know his life, his lung capacity or his lungs oxygen wasn't compatible with life. And they went to the matter, straight to ICU, but it was like intent. It was ICU, ICU. Like, you know, there's four doctors at all times, 24-7, they were like, this chap is, is gone, you know, so they tried the CPAP machine, which is where it's, they just put 100% oxygen into your lungs, then it was the halo, the big, huge round things that you would have saw in Italy, no, like the big, huge masks, yeah. that got driven down from Mullingar, we're hearing all this, I'm still going, grand, like, it's, he's in the best place, then it's like, I said, once they don't say ventilator, once they don't say that, we're grand, yeah. next day, he needs to be on the ventilator. I was like, oh, no. Because I knew in my head going, there's a bigger recovery from this. Mm. It's not just this is happening. So then the hardest part, though, was you couldn't see them. Yeah. You couldn't oh talk to them. So, like, I have a voice note there. I played it once, right? Mm. I don't even think he's listened to this, like, because he doesn't know how to use WhatsApp, right? But I was sending him voice notes, driving, like, you know, going, come on, Dad. Like I felt like I was smacking the, the the steering wheel as if I was if I was there on the bed I'd be smacking the bed giving them the energy going you can do this come on like I'm all about energy like that's you know and I'm like I was I was giving them everything and I was drained because I was like trying to now that sounds weird I don't know what that is and then they'd prone him so basically he'd be on his stomach for like 18 hours a day and he'd be flipped and when he'd be flipped his oxygen would drop back. So they go, okay, we're going to put him for another 18 hours. Oh, my God. So we're hearing this, and I'm going, what? The, like, what is going on? And, like, my, the only thing is, my dad cycles to work. So my dad had, like, his, if it was his heart or his, his lungs. So that's why I always had, you know, that yeah. belief, like, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was there and there and there. And all of a sudden, one day, we were hearing these numbers, right? 60 and 48, I'm going to say. And I was like, where's he at now? He's at 65 and 50. I was like... And where does he need to be? They're like, oh, 66. So I'm like, wait, 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 is that... Okay, hold on. Yeah. Is that, is that okay? Like, and then, because my mom would get all the phone calls and she'd be hysterical, but then she'd be ringing me. Trying to relate Trying to relate. And it, it would oh. just be like, your dad's this, your dad's not that. It's a and, blur. And then aunties later on in the day would ring and go, oh, sure, he was getting... He was all right there, you moved. I'm like, yeah. he blinked. Wait, yeah. you never told me he blinked, you know? Yeah, so it was I all know. that stuff, you know? All these whispers, like, yeah, yeah, The yeah. whispers. Yeah. And then, throughout that, then, it was like, okay, he now can sustain his own oxygen. Yeah. So he kept him in ICU for another couple of days. Then it was high dependency. And then I remember I saw a photo. So the, the nurse in the hospital sent a photo to me. And I said, who's that? Oh, stop. And I was like, that's your... Th I was like, oh, and that was... You know when you realise, like, yeah. someone's sick? Yeah. And it's like, your dad's not meant to be sick. You know that kind of thing? How old is your dad? Do you want me to ask? 56. Yeah, like that is 56. Just... And then there was actually... Right, so there's a... But, like, great now, brilliant, all what the front line did. And I know some people obviously didn't get through COVID. It, it's... It really affected, like, you know, 
the last two years, just in general. But yeah. it really makes you like every time I ring him, love oh, you. Oh my God, I know. Thanks very much. Thanks for everything. How are you? Like every phone call. Has it just put so many things into perspective? Everything. Yeah. The whole life, your whole life. I've actually gone every moment, every person, every like hell week. Yesterday, like everything is now like nothing but your own. Like everyone's doing their own thing in life. You know? So when you go from that at the mm. start of the year to proposing to the love of your life yeah. in August. <laughs> Can I give you an exclusive? I thought, I said I'm going to propose and I planned the whole thing on the hike in the hell week. Stop. Yeah. So it was that. I'm, <laughs> from, I'm actually going to fall. From one misery to another, dear. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that. Basically, I was there <laughs> and I was starting and Michaela used to always go like, if it gets really rough, just, just think of me or something, right? And I was I like... Love that. Yeah. Just think of me. Yeah, yeah, right. And I was like, as they're going, you're a piece of shit, 18. You're, you'll never amount to nothing. You're, you're nothing, you know? Where's my... You know, I was like, it was the last thing. But it was on the hike, right? Because six hours, whatever it was, on your own, all you have is your thoughts. What's going to get me going? What's going to keep me going? And I remember going, you know, what do I want in life? Yeah. Like, what do I actually want? And, it, like, they're big questions. Yeah. Big questions to ask yourself, like, to go... Who am I? And what am I about? And then the first thing that just kept coming, the first couple of times it came to my head, I was pushing it aside. I said, wait, wait, I'm too young, I'm too young. You know, like that. <laughs> uh, I'll wait another year, because Michaela always thought it would be a couple Later. of years. Yeah. yeah, like, I never talked about it, but yeah. I always wanted it. Yeah. But Michaela would talk about it every week. Yeah. <laughs> like, twice a week, three times a week. And then her mom was talking about her auntie. So it was a running joke, right? Of course. And I remember going, that's the first thing I'm going to do when I come off. It, it happened, I think, eight weeks later or whatever, but it was... I planned it from that moment, you know. So it's been a, a, a great oh my God. turnaround and a great success. Um, of like, you know. I'm sure in the depths of those dark days with your dad, yeah. you never thought that you would, you know, look back on this year and say, one of the best years, maybe, of your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, like, even when you look back at it, it's like, January wasn't that far ago. Like, what, long ago, yeah. you know? And at you all. Go, at all. And you're like, like, to be honest, like, I actually thought, like, I was like, I, like, I thought my dad was coming out in a wheelchair with an oxygen mask. So I was happy with that. Just, yeah. you know, so then yeah. from where it is now, he's back cycling to work. He's back in Guinnesses. And mad. There was actually, I remember at the time that I got a phone call. I was ringing the lads from the, the job. And it's amazing that, like, basically they were ringing me, right? And every day, how's Jen? So my dad is Jimmy, but he, he's called Bimbo, Jim, Jam, <laughs> Jimmy and James, like in different scenarios. Yeah. And then they said, Ryan, we've something, re like he got a really emotional, your man. He's like, we've something really bad to tell you. I was like, what? Your dad's bike was stolen in Guinnesses. <laughs> You're like, ah, for fuck. I'm like, oh, what can be worse than this, right? But long story short, basically the Guinnesses shut down and they went on a, like a scavenger hunt for my dad's bike because it was like that thing. And a young fellow was on it from town, right? But he works in Guinnesses. So they all got him, get off, James boy. But my dad sold it to him for 50 euro the week before <laughs> that. You know what I mean? Like that. And then he was like, no, no, Jim, 50 euro because my dad got a new bike, but he hadn't been in work, right? So Stop. these went on this Guinnesses shut down to look for this bike. And then your mom was like, no, he sold it to me for 50 euro. Like, you know, and they're like, all oh, right, sorry about that. Like, so that was oh a 41 like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it. Okay. The person you always laugh with. Michaela. Oh, shock surprise! I know, yeah, go shock surprise. The <laughs> Michaela is, yeah, the, like genuinely couldn't think of. Like we laugh all the time. Like la like you say it. Like laughing is the best medicine. Like if you don't have laugh, you don't have joy. What like what is it? Like what what can you 
come together, you know? You guys met through performance. Yes. So when was, do you remember the first time you met? In, it w- we were 10 years of age. Wow. We were 10, yeah, we were 10, and it was like the Bugsy Malone audition. And like, Michaela's confident. Michaela's <laughs> confident, like she's brilliant. She's hilarious. Like, so, like I, I can talk, like, you know, but when Michaela talks, everyone listens. Like, I mean, I listen, like she always performing and stuff. Yeah. But I remember at that age, I was like, she's great crack. Like she's brilliant. She's really, really talented. She's like, she's a primary school teacher. She's an Irish dancing teacher. She does stage skills. She dance captain. She's a lot going on. And I remember at that, even she was a 10, I was like, there's something about her. But we were friends until we were about 15 or 16. I was 16, she was 15. I then became the lead. She hates when I tell this, but it was when I came to lead, that's when she was all over me. She was like a rat, she was like, she couldn't get off, honestly, lad, she couldn't get off me, like, you know? She's just like, oh, he's a lead, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and then she went blonde. <laughs> so that was, that's my thing, we were joke. it's a joke, right? But uh, then from 16, right up then, um, yeah, we're 28 now, 28, and Kayla's 27, and laugh every day. And like, but she, she's the one who pushes, like, you know, yeah. she's the... Like, she has a, like, Michaela, like, I can't describe Michaela, like, she, this is the hard and working person I know. Yeah. Like she has a lot going on. And, but you drive each other on. But that's what it is. Yeah. And it's sometimes, like, I hear lads saying, when the female, now, this is, look, this is, I just hear conversation with lads talking, so, like, when lads say, oh, Jesus, she's working hard, and, like, about their own partners and all, they're like, she's working too hard. I th- I'm like, I get so much, like, Inspiration, inspiration. Yeah, yeah. and it's not it shouldn't be a relationship it shouldn't be a man and woman it's who you like who they are but Michaela like you know like yourself there and like do you mean work really really hard yeah. and do what they love and every time like I come home I'm like all right well I just need a half an hour Michaela's up she's already doing something new she's doing something next and it's like our stage school is a big 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 thing Michaela could run that on her own she could like you know like so yeah, it's yeah. I get a lot but like laughing like that's the most important like we laugh all the time, we make each other laugh. I more just laugh at Michaela, you know. It's just like I just like <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've nothing in the relationship. I mean, it's like it's her. It's a one woman, but like no, she's brilliant. And yeah, I couldn't. I definitely wouldn't be doing what I'm doing without Michaela. One hundred percent. I know for a fact that you know. Do you know when you you come home and you know the the doubts? Yeah. What's this or this day or that didn't really go well? You know, she's the one that goes. It's fine. It's grand. Like last night, there was a big meeting for a project next year, and I was like, "Yeah, I, I don't know about it." And she's like, "Yeah, go for it." You know. So she's yeah, the one yeah. where you know, like, you need that. Oh, you need you need that in the God. relationship. So I was looking at Molly May the other day. You know, Molly May. And oh, Tommy. oh, yeah. She was like, "We're disgustingly in love." You and Kate are fucking disgusting. <laughs> it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Myself and are disgusting. Yeah. Well, it was all happily in love until the wedding planning. <laughs> And then wedding planning right, is... Zilla. Uh, I'm the, it's Groomzilla. I've taken over. So, like, Michaela talked about engagement for years. And now she all she wanted was the ring. So now yeah. I'm like, what about this? Ah, whatever. Who cares? Oh, that's it, great. Yeah, but I'm now going... No, Come like, on! I want the wedding, you know? So I'm in the, I'm in the middle of planning the wedding. Yeah. Brilliant. So, no better man. No better man. No if better book. If you want something, don't ask a busy person. There yeah. you are. Okay, Ryan. A time where you had the last laugh. The time where I had the last laugh was, this came straight away. This was the easiest question for me. Easiest question? Yeah, easiest answer to give. Yeah. Straight away, it was, I talked about it on Dance with the Stars, right? And I'll go back to it now. Um, I went over to England when I was 15, uh, 17. I left Ireland and I went over, it was like a uh, performing arts school. 
we're doing musical theatre, drama, all that type of stuff. And I, so I talked about this in Dance with the Stars. I wasn't going to talk about it because I was like, first of all, I've never talked about it. And then I was in rehearsals. I was working really hard, right? And I was in a lot of pain. And everyone was like, what's wrong with you? I was like, ah, it doesn't matter. Does, I've, I have a back, like my back is sore or whatever. It's like, Jay-Z, yeah, lad. I was like, like I said, I have scoliosis and Sherman's kyphosis, two coverages of, of my spine. And they were like, what? You? I was like, yeah, yeah, no, like, it's, 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 it's bad, like, you know? Kept going on it. Then the producers, I was there, and I was really bad. I was, like, nearly crying. I was like, oh, I can't fucking do this. And the producers, like, talk about it. I was like, no, it's not a sob story, whatever. If there was a little boy at home or girl, and they had that, would you love that they were looking up to you? Yeah. I said, absolutely. And it's like, okay, there's the camera. And I talked about it. So I talked about a story that I never told anyone at that point. And I remember, I will get to the story. Oh. <laughs> I've actually gone around it like that. <laughs> Everything but the story. But I remember on, you would have been out with Dance with Stars. Yes. With Avian. Yeah. That, like, bef- when the VT is being shown at home, like, we're just standing on the our stage waiting. Yeah. The longest three minutes, like, that you're just standing there getting ready. Oh, I actually just got goosebumps. It's so scary. It's Even so watching someone waiting yeah, to waiting. dance. Yeah. And I used to, I used to love going out. I, I used to be like a greyhound. I used to bit, like build myself up, build myself up, walk around, and then bang, not this week. Because I remember I never told anyone. So my mom, my dad, Michaela are listening to this story for the first time. And all you hear is, and it was a rumba to fix you by Coldplay. Oh, the most emotional oh thing, right? And next of all, all you hear is like, dancing the rumba. <laughs> <laughs> like sniffles. And I'm, I'm hearing this. I'm like, oh my God. I maybe should have told them. When I went over to England, I was brought up to the top of the class. And a teacher said, Ryan, come up to the top of the class. So me going, here we go. Where's the compliment? Where's the praise? Thank you very much. Take your top off. I was like, then I was joking, the usual, just slow down there now, yeah. you know, like that. Yeah, yeah. You can only ask. Yeah. I'm not laughing. I was like, okay, okay, right. So I'm taking my top off. All the class were there. And I had to stand out like, you know, like Michelangelo, my arms like that. A really long arm. So I was there. And I was like, is she going to, what the fuck is she that? And she basically said, if anyone stands like Ryan, if anyone looks like Ryan, you will never make it, right? So then that silence hit the room. That hit me, and I was like, um, what? Okay. And head up, I was like, bit much, miss, bit much. And she goes, no, 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 it's, no, it's, it's all part of it, Ryan, it's all part of it. I was like, is it? Yeah, yeah, okay. Turn around, so I turn around, and then she was basically showing that my shoulders, that, like, I was I was I wasn't even rounded at the time because I knew I would have been up, but she must have saw me at a different point. But basically, I was like slouch, like. But she was like, because of his back, that this will deteriorate, and like he doesn't have the presence of a leading man on stage. The broad shoulders, the, the all right. So that happened, and no one really like it wasn't really. And did she know that you had this? Yeah, I think she did. Yeah. And because I had to get like a physio and all, like, so it was all on paper, right? But she was explaining to the other people to like take from me, not to be me. So then we went out there and everyone was like, are you all right? I'm like, yeah, grand, that doesn't bother me. Which it didn't. It genuinely didn't. I thought yeah. until years later. Yeah. So I was 17, f- nearly 10 years later, I was talking about that. And then I, br- I t- told about that story. And I was like, oh my God, that just makes so much sense. Yeah. You know when loads of things in life where you go, oh, I do that because of that. Yes. And I do that because of that. Yeah. And I'm all, you know, not like now, but like shoulders back, head up. And that's because she kept saying that to me all the time. And on Dance with Stars, it was all about posture. and all. So I was always, you know, it was there. So I explained the story, told about that. And I remember Jane asked, 
what would you say to your younger self? And I remember going something along the lines of, I wouldn't say anything to my younger self. I said, I'm proud of that 70. I'm, I'd ne- nearly more say to me now, get a bit more of him in you. You yes. know, like get yeah, a bit more yeah. of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've yeah. lost that. Yeah. You know, yeah. and now you're, you're here. And that's what I said. I'm on Dance with the Stars in Hell Week, and all I do was cry. I'm like, I'm actually, gonna, I'm actually an all right, a bit of crack, like sometimes. Like, I mean, I'm like, we need to throw you into I'm a celebrity. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No bother, no bother. At this stage, do you know what this, someone said next? And Elwin, I was there on, on the weekend, and I was like, uh, hey, how's it going? I'm watching Hell Week. That's great. Master Chef next. I was like, I was like, eh. Uh, Master Chef. I was like, yeah, it's maybe, maybe we'll see. There was a, oh, but look, that's a different story. There's, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that was the time where. But that's I, a last laugh. It was. Yeah. And it really was. At the end of it, I said, Do you know what? That, that was her. That, mm. She was wrong. wrong. She should never have done that. And everyone in life gets told certain things. And it's how you react to it. It's how you deal with it. There's moments I talk to mates that go, you know, that really, really affected me. Mm. That said. And I said, well, look. It can, but if you don't let it affect you and you, you use it, yeah. you'll benefit so much more in the, yeah. the future. It's almost fuel to, to push That's it on. That's what I think so, yeah. Okay, Ryan, if laughter wasn't the best medicine, what would be? Walking, hiking, nature. Brilliant. Yeah, walking, hiking, nature in whatever order. Come here, mm. I saw your ordeal on Instagram with the little Yorkie. Yeah, right. So that was the story I was about to say. I said, I'm not getting into that. <laughs> so basically, right, like... I have to get into it now. Go on. A Yorkshire Terrier fell off the cliff on Wicklow Head and it fell 20 foot down, okay? So I'm walking around like, here, your man, your man, hell week, hell week, you save it. Oh, they said to you. You save to me. So I'm going, hell week, hell week fella, you know? I says, uh, how's it going? Mm, that's a 20 foot drop, a Yorkshire Terrier dropped and it was in a cave. So then there was a stone, tiny little inlet and this, there was three seals and they attacked the Yorkshire Terrier. One had it in its mouth. So the one, the one threw a stone and it frightened it and the Yorkshire Terrier swam to this little cove, right? So I'm down on the edge. It's still a 20-foot drop. Three seals are, keep going in to attack it. And then more and more people kept coming, right? Yeah. And it got bigger and bigger a and show. bigger. It was a show, all <laughs> with the cameras. And they're going, smile to me. I'm like, no, give, just give us a few minutes here like that. And next of all, one... Two women start ha- three women start having a conversation of sure your man will do it. He have you watched Hell Week? I'm like, no. So they gave me a rope to abseil off the cliff, right? So I'm going, um, no, no, I can't do it. You sure we seen you doing it? I said, no, 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 no. I think we should call the Coast Guard. Yeah. I think that's the safest thing for everyone here. And they're like, no, no, no. You can do it. Ah, go on, Ryan. Go on, Ryan. So next of all, they were only short to going, Ryan, Ryan. And these are about 85 years of age. So then, anyways, the Coast Guard came, yeah. brought the safety, and we ended up, I had to pull the Yorkshire up off the cliff, and then that was that. The little pet. Oh, he scared. Oh, he terrified. Oh. Kiki was the name, and Kiki has never gone into water before, and Kiki was getting hypothermia. Oh, my God. And then we left off, but I was just thought it was like, Sure, you can do it. <laughs> good luck now. Good luck now. Good luck and thanks. So uh, always uh, leave it to responsible people. Yeah, there we go, yeah. But anyway, apart from that ordeal, hiking and walking, that's your thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It really is. It's a thing that I didn't realise how much it meant. In particular, it was like, I did it before, obviously, lockdown and COVID yeah. and stuff. But that's when I think really people needed time. People needed space. I needed time. I needed space. Yeah. And that was where what I did. And I found like... Before that, I hadn't had a day off in nine months because that was like Fair City, the stage school, Panto, Dancing with the Stars. It was 
you know, like back a, to back. alien schedule will oh, be from manic. November till March. You know, it's a yeah. big chunk. And, and, and you fall in love with it as well. Even oh. people who aren't, you know, naturally dancers or maybe don't have great rhythm, people become obsessed with it. Obsessed. I remember Avian, and she'd say this openly, like when it finished, she cried for like two days because she was like, it's such a come down from, from the absolute adrenaline of it. And it's the thing of like, imagine that when your final is pulled yeah. and it's a semi-final and then you have this coronavirus that we didn't know what it was. Yeah. It was five people in Italy. My so gosh. then all of a sudden to be zero. And then, but it was a great thing for me because everyone was like, oh, I was like, do you know what? I found very being comfortable with my own. Not like... In, you're, we're performers in some yeah. ways. You're, you can always be on, even with Dance totally. with Stars. And it's, it's not that you change as a person. No. It's more that the fact is, like, you love talking to people. Yeah. And it's, hey, you doing? How's it going? Oh, and you, you keep going. And sometimes I was like, with walking, it's just you. Yeah. And you can, I go to a place, Dolly Mount, the happy out down there. I go, oh, it, that's my... That's my place. Yeah. Like, it's not my place. It's my place. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's my new venture. It's my new, new venture. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, hashtag SP. But uh, I, I go there and I go there for loads of different reasons. For reasons of like, if I need to relax or if I need to, it's a creative place. It's the sea. It's, yeah. it's a lot. That place holds a lot of, and I go there even, I remember when, even bef- before things start, like, so say before Hell Week, before a week of varsity before pant like there's a lot of things I go there for yeah. and that's the way and then now I'm living a Rafarnham way and it's the mountains so it's one to the other but I, I love nothing more and I want to do all the peaks in Ireland next year fab all the peaks and then I want to do uh, base camp Everest not not as much John Burke now <laughs> as in like that I wouldn't be as uh, up his way but I remember messing John at the time going really? well, yeah it's just like it's incredible yeah. but just base camp and not show off just me just do it and because it's something I love and yeah. something I enjoy I, I was it's funny it was only today I, we were talking about John and Everest I don't know how it came up um, it's ridiculous though isn't it it's when you just say John and Everest oh, it's crazy it's just mad but he like obviously he did a lot of kind of sports psychology stuff before he went and all about you know getting your head in the right place and it it applies to Hell Week big time and, and to you something along the lines I don't know the uh, like mm. like exact numbers but it's like when your head is telling you you can't you, you cannot go on anymore I think your body actually has like 90% left in it yeah it's such a head game oh it's and it's actually the, the Navy SEALs have a thing the 40% rule as well you ever heard no. so it's, it's the same like thing that. as well it's, it's probably 40% then, oh well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, only actually... Used, well, I was like... <laughs> it's like when you have nothing left, then you think you have 90%. No, so you've only used 10% of your capacity. <laughs> no, but I think it's 40%. There. Sorry, no, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, no. But no, you could be right. It could be a difference. No, it's not. It's, I'm absolutely wrong. Go on. So it's 40% It's left. a 40% rule. So, okay. so, uh, but yeah. that's what it is. When you think you have absolutely nothing, you haven't even reached yes, that, point. that point. And it's like... And once your head keeps saying go, your body will follow. So it's yeah. all about your head, getting your head self in the right mindset to visualise like I visualise everything in life mad do you do, do you visualise ish ish I do yeah, yeah I would I wouldn't be like oh manifestation blah blah no. blah but I do I suppose I do in a, re- in a way that I maybe don't even notice I'm doing mm. yeah I would like I know exactly I, I'm very, my dad always slags me that I can't stay in the same place for long you know mm. I would like you were saying earlier you know whether it's getting one season of the Durham Project or, you know, doing radio and spin. Like, I'm like, you know, when I get these things, yes, I, I kind of celebrate, but I'm like, yeah, that's grand, but like, I'm not going to stay there forever. Yeah. You know, I'm always thinking yes. of the next thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think you kind of have to if you want to keep driving on. There's no point in getting too comfortable. Absolutely. And that's the thing of, like, always seeing, like, it's visualising, yeah. like, everything. And yeah. it's like even, 
like I, I, I keep going back to Hell Week because it's just so recent but yeah. it was that thing of like I knew in my head I was going to complete that because every time I visualised it it was me completing it yeah. but if I visualised myself going out at scr- this day two I would go out a day two yeah. so like when you can see yourself doing something like, there's no other option there's no other option and if it's the only thing you can think about and it's the only thing that you like talk about that's gonna happen that's it that's it yeah it's just you're writing the future and if it doesn't well it wasn't meant for you exactly <laughs> and then it's, it's the Irish mammy way uh, yeah, of yeah. it if it's not for you it won't pass you but sometimes you go out and grab it the usual like yeah 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 mm. okay next up Ryan Andrews or will I call you Andrew oh. <laughs> <laughs> the fear <laughs> Post-traumatic stress from secondary school <laughs> coming back sorry. in. Okay. Ryan Andrews, your quick fire round. Are you ready? Okay. Okay, the actor you always laugh at? Robin Williams. Beautiful. Always. Beautiful. Laugh and cry. Adam, oh, it's that stop. thing of just pure, hilarious, but it's, 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 he's the definition of the acting faces, laughing and crying at the same time. Yeah. Oh, yes. Like, that's everything, just so much pain and torture. When you're pissing yourself laughing, as Miss Doubtfire, but it's so emotional. Oh, yeah. beautiful. Love it. The actress you always laugh at? Kristen Wiig yes, from Bridesmaid. Oh. That like, I I just, like I just look at her like well, I'd watch Bridesmaid all the time. Yeah. As in, but just her, she is hilarious. She's funny, and I just think it's just all like that improv. Yeah, lovely natural hilariousness. Yes, lovely. Um, the comedian you always laugh at, Ryan. I love Tommy Tommy Tiernan. Absolutely love him. But recently, I've been going online and seen a lot of James Acaster. Do not James Arcaster, Acaster? Do you no. remember him? Oh no. my God. Shane knows him. Yeah. You know him? Yeah, very Hilarious. Very like, <laughs> is he Irish? No. No. English. Uh, I was going to say where? I've no idea. He's English. <laughs> he is hilarious. Oh, I must have Oh my God. Like, honestly, so dry. And, like, but it's the usual scroll. And once you watch one video, oh, you're stuck. You're stuck. Yeah. Watch him in Bake Off. James oh, A. Caster in Bake Off. He has an absolute meltdown and it is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Okay, brilliant. Mm. The movie you always laugh at? We're the Millers. What? We're the Millers? Yeah. I haven't seen it. Oh my God. Oh, have you seen it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, on. Shane, do you want to... I was about to say, I'll, I'll actually uh, move my mic around. How are you, Shane? <laughs> yeah. 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 Better conversation over this side of the room. <laughs> but, uh, do you know, my friends uh, always laugh at me when they listen to The Last of Your Life, me and the quick fire round bit, they're like, you literally know nothing. Mm. They're always like, you pretend no, yeah. I love the way... You kind of nod <laughs> along with all the answers as if you've heard them before. You're, mm, oh yeah, I know what? Robin Williams and I, I know Christian <laughs> <laughs> Okay, right. Finally, Ron Andrews, are you ready for your final yes. question? Your best or worst joke? Where are seagulls from in Ireland? Uh, cork, 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 cork. <laughs> That's brilliant. There you go. I thought you were going to say another one there because we do a thing on Two of Him Breakfast about seagulls. They're like, why do seagulls, why are seagulls called seagulls? Because if they sw- if they swam, sorry, if they, <laughs> it off, if they flew over the bay, they'd be bagels. Hey, yeah. Not no, I just no, yours is better. Yours is better. Right? Cork. <laughs> it's the echo as well. It's yeah. beautiful. Ryan Andrews, it's been an absolute pleasure. Mm. Congratulations on not winning but completing Hell Week. You were, mm. I have to say, I I really think. One of the main reasons, like, obviously, you're, I, I knew you would have amazing stories and life stories, but I, I think you've probably touched so many people with your story, not only because of COVID and, and the amount of people that could relate to that, but just making it okay to, you know, be emotional and to release that tension that you did do on the show. And I'm sure you've, you've changed 
um, the way a lot of people think, a lot of lads mm. in particular. Yeah, thank you, Darren. And like, genuinely, you're, I think you're incredible. I think you work, like, honestly, you work so, so hard, and I nothing but respect and admiration for you as well. So, genuinely, I really do. And thank you so much for having me on. Listening to this bonus episode of The Laughs of Your Life. I was all sorted, I had two episodes left, Rosanna Davison and my guest that's going this Wednesday, I won't reveal who it is yet. And I thought, I need to do another one. I need to talk to Ryan Andrews after watching Hell Week. He was just incredible. I think he blew a lot of people away and I'm sure you're blown away after hearing more from him. This Wednesday sees the final episode of this season of The Laughs of Your Life. If you haven't liked, subscribed, rated, reviewed, please do all of those things and you'll be ready to go for the next season when it comes back with a bang. This podcast is recorded with Collaborative Studios. Guest booker this season is Olive Esler and the podcast is brought to you by TK Maxx. Big wins, small prices at TK Maxx.